the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and sitting next to me is Ellen and Larry Frisbee from Harker's Automotive. What are you laughing at? Already. You're already laughing. You called them Larry Frisbee. No, I said Larry and Ellen Frisbee. Oh, I got to. All right. I know. I know. Yep, Larry's to my right, you're to my left. You know, my wife does the same thing to me. She corrects me all the time. And I think it's just a gene problem. There was a scrambling of genes somewhere along the line. All righty. Well, as you've heard me before on the radio talk about Larry. Um, is it Larry? My wife wrote Larry. Yep. It's Bob. Bob. I'm still Bob. Bob. I'm still Bob. <laughs> So I wasn't going to correct you. No, you, no you're, my, well, my ref, wife wrote that down, no. and and she knows. So I'll 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 just send her to her room when we get home <laughs> because I should have known that. Um, and I know, but anyway, Bob's a really good diagnostician. You've heard me talk about him. He's at 38th Avenue in Indian School, and I think the business has been there since 1967. Is That's that right? right. Mm-hmm. 1967. Bob is one of the uh, the guys I talk about a lot, just like me, a gray-haired guy that's been around the block, understands cars, and um, and and I have I have bestowed you the honor that I think as a diagnostician you're better than I am, and the difference well, is is you have more tenacity. It's it gets to be where you focus in, and and you're going to follow it to to the very trail and fix it where. Two, I don't have the tenacity. <laughs> I don't have the time. <laughs> and so I, I'm impressed with your skills because I personally have sent people to you, and you've done a good job with them. Well, thank you. Thank so you I remember much. a Chrysler truck that uh, that the guy had, a Dodge truck, and he had two problems that no one else could fix. He took it to you. You fixed both of them. Um, I think he was a little suspicious of the price, but... I read into the ticket that you had like three or four hours in this thing. Yeah, he came in with an air conditioning problem. He's, he had changed uh, a transmission and yeah. had an air conditioning that didn't work now and assumed that it was another problem. And it turned out to be actually a computer-oriented problem that got changed when the transmission was changed. And uh, it was programmed wrong and wired up wrong okay so and then he left with his two symptoms gone, gone right so it, it is kind of tough because ellen you, and you're the one that runs the front counter right. you're the one that writes the work orders right. <clears throat> you're the one that interfaces with the customer you're just like my daughter andy and then we have two service writers the, the question oftentimes becomes how much 
Right, and I, you know, that's the first thing you want to get out there because that's the the biggest thing that they get so upset about. And uh, I want to make sure. I had a customer sitting behind me the other day and said, "You were very good about telling people right up front what it's going to cost to to check it out." And I said, "That's the last thing you want to have somebody upset because you're charging them too much and they didn't know anything about it." And and you know, so if you give X, let's put X up here, and mm-hmm. let's say X is one hundred and fifty dollars. Let's just pretend that. Mm-hmm. How many of them come in under? $150. There's uh, probably maybe half of them do. Uh, Bob is very honest. If we don't take all that time, he, he doesn't have the heart to charge them. And that's that's the issue with us, too. 50% of the time, we're going to overbid it because right. we don't know where we're going to end up. And I don't want to bear the wrath of the technicians who need another half an hour to because they're almost there. Plus, the customer is even happier when you say, hey, it's going to be less money. They're, you're kidding. What? Less money? You know, usually yeah. you're coming to them saying it's more. So, yes. But the diagnostic's only one part of it. Right. Then there's right. going to be parts and labor to install it, right? Right. Right. And then what do you do? And, and, and you can't open this door at the front counter. It can't sound like this. I'm going to tell you that it's $175 to find your problem, but really and truly, I'm guessing it's going to be 125 because all they're going to hear is 125 Right, right. Then you're going to say, and I don't know whether it's going to be a dollar fix or a $100 fix. Right. You can't say any of that. Right. Because you, you simply have to say, you, our diagnostics is not going to exceed this. I don't know what the repair is, so mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But right. I can tell you, it's either going to really be ugly, Bob. Or it's going to be $10 with 150 to find it and $10 to fix it. We start with the fact that it's going to start with $100 for a diagnostic. And if we need more time, we're going to call you. Yep. Yep. But you can't tell them what the end result's going no. to be. Bob, how many times? <laughs> yeah, you don't know it. How many times is it one of those 100 to find it, a dollar or $10 to fix it? Quite a bit at the time. You know, it's... Uh, Electrical problems, uh, most of them we're finding, especially Chrysler products, are electrical wiring problems. And finding that electrical wiring problem is what takes and consumes the time and the knowledge. Fixing the wire, almost anybody can do that. Well, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. We're going to have to cut the wire and put a new one in there. We're going to have to clean the connection. We have to find the vacuum hose that's that's been broken or been disconnected. Mm-hmm. We have to find that the O2 sensors aren't the right application. So we have a, a, a bank one, one and two, and a bank two, one and two. And so they replaced the wrong O2 sensor with the wrong part number. So the computer is completely confused because it doesn't know what's going on. Right. Those are the things. Yeah, we had one the other day that uh, <clears throat> they had replaced the auction sensors and it didn't solve the problem. They replaced the harness, didn't solve the problem. And what we found out was that the harness that they had replaced, one of the pigtails had pulled out of the connector mm-hmm. and it was grounding out, which in turn blew the fuse. So basically it was finding that, which is time consuming to find a, a, that mm-hmm. kind of a circuit, and then replacing the fuse, which replacing the fuse. but. The argument was, is you charged me all that money to replace a fuse? And I says, no, not really. I says, it was finding the problem, solving the broken wire problem, and then replacing, then replacing the, fuse. the fuse. Yeah, so. and, and, and you're right. We don't get that much anymore, but you, you charge me $180 to replace my gas cap? No, I charge you $180 to find the leak in your <laughs> evaporative system. I fixed the leak. Then I found out your gas cap was bad, and I replaced it, too. So there was two problems, and I fixed both of them. Well, how do I know that? Well, why don't you wait a week before you yell at me and drive your car. It'll reset the monitors, then go through emissions. And if if I fixed it right, then, well, how do I know you just didn't plug something in? 
well, if you don't trust me, then you should go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I fixed your car, and I, I'm, I'm writing it down, and I tell you what I will do. I'll sign my name to your repair order. The funny part about it is they've just spent $500 getting to us, and they didn't complain about that. The fact they complained, it didn't. Oh, that's take- a... Oh, Alan, that is a touchy subject because that happened. And and in their defense, their their thought process is, I've already been to three or four shops. I've already spent $500, and you know that the fixer is going to take all the brunt of that. And we don't want to spend any more any more money, but we want you to fix it. Right. Hmm. My wife gets mad at me because um, when it's a man that's at the front counter and my lobby is, is empty of women, uh, I'll say to the man, and this is not nice, it's like you had all the fun making the baby, and now I have to fix it. I have to raise it. <laughs> and, and, and it's the idea is, is that you spent all this money, and, and they ripped you off, and now I have to pay for them um, because they couldn't find and fix your problem. So this isn't a charity facility. Right. Um, I'm sorry that you have to pay, but I tell you what I will do. I'll write my work order up really well so that maybe you can take it back and say, you know, you guys were working on mm. fuel pressure, and this turned out to be a spark issue. So maybe you can get some of your diagnostic money back, but, you know, that's the best I can offer you. Let's talk about Automatic Transmission Exchange real quick. Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange, which is on 40th Street in Washington, has been around in business since 1968, so he's a year year younger than you guys are. He uh, does transmission repairs and replacements. He's a really good diagnostician. He uh, creates products and builds products the, to the OEM standards, which is Original Equipment Manufacturer. That's what OEM stands for. And then he'll put the uh, transmission on the dynamometer and check it for performance and leaks before he puts the transmission in, because that's a problem, right, Bob? Yeah, we put much. we put it, we build them on the bench, we put them in, and then they're leaking. We have to take them back out of your car, and that's going to cost two more days because yeah. it's taking it out, fixing the leak, and then putting it back in. So now we've done everything twice, but it's our fault. So Phil and his guys at 40th Street in Washington, they don't really do that. So they're open Saturdays from 8 to 12 if you'd like to drive by. And Phil says if you got a problem, he'll drive with you or he'll send someone to drive with you, and that's no charge. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange at 40th Street in Washington. Let's go. we got a caller, Glenn. Glenn, good morning to you. Sorry to make you wait. How can I help you today? Hi, Mark. I've got two new systems on these cars. I don't understand. I need you to explain them. Okay. Drive-by wire. Is that a sort of a throttle system? Yes. There are. There's two sensors on the throttle pedal. And there's two sensors on the throttle blades. So we no longer have a throttle cable between the pedal and the throttle blades or the carburetor. Let's call it a carburetor, right? Right. So we're going to have two sensors that talk. And so let's pretend that the two sensors say 20%. His foot's on the throttle at 20%. What does the computer tell the throttle blades to go to? You've got to go to the 20% also, and they've got to match. The reason they put two sensors on there is so that if they don't match, it'll shut things down so it doesn't run away from you or completely give up. That's a big deal. You've got to have that as a backup. So when you have a drive-by-wire code, it's almost always two symptoms. My car won't go over 20 miles an hour. (laughs) And number two, I've got a check engine light on, and we go in and we look at the code. Now, we're going to have to figure out which one of those four sensors is bad. Right. If you know, the, the big problem on these is you've got to go in and, and hook up and match codes. I mean, the code gives you the area, and then from that point, you go in and to the different sensors and try to match them, see which one's not reading correctly and why. Is it a wiring problem to the sensors, or is it the actual sensor itself? So we're going to go to, we're going to use stupid numbers here. The two sensors on the throttle pedal are 20-20. 
but the two sensors on the motor are 2030. We have to go find which one of those sensors is 30, and that's the guy that we need to look replace. at. Replace. Mm -hmm. Or replace, or readjust, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have bird poop on it, and we might have to clean that off. So one way or another, we need all four of them to say the same thing. If they're all at 21, that's good. But it's, it's one of those things, again, that you're going to get in there, and you'll find it. You'll know which sensor it is, and then you have to bid the part and the labor because we're going to put a sensor on it, and we're going to do the labor to install it. Then after we install it, we have to synchronize it to the other three. So that's what drive-by-wire means is, is your throttle is no longer, your throttle pedal on the floor is no longer connected, directly connected to the operation of the speed of the engine. We're going to do that electronically. Mark, well, would, would you call that a transducer system? Um, no. 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 A transducer is typically used in a, uh, in a, uh, uh, speed control or cruise control, and we use a transducer to translate your foot throttle and your requested speed, then the trans transducer controls that. So if you start climbing a hill, the transducer is going to apply throttle to keep you at 60 miles an hour, or in the case of my wife, 80 miles an hour, up the hill. And so the transducer translates what you're throttling, what you set it at, and then it makes the, the engine do what you ask. Okay, now my second system is the Electric steering seems to be in all these new cars. Now, how does that work? Bob, Other you want to take that no one? Leaks? Well, electric steering uh, is basically using, well, let me go back to the old system, is basically a hydraulic pump that produces pressure that assists you in turning the wheels. Uh, the new system, being electronic, is using electrical uh, system to turn it. Um, they had to go to this because of all the different components requiring electrical signals to know is my steering wheel straight uh, do I need to move it the new cars were uh, they're stopping the cars they're steering the cars away from uh, objects, hazards yep. uh, different hazards uh, they had to go to this uh, so that they can do that uh, I know on our car it's uh, if you cro even cross over the white line it'll jerk the steering wheel back and forth they couldn't do this with the hydraulic systems. And 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 the simple answer uh, in a, in a in a way that you can understand is is we don't have a power steering pump anymore. Right. We don't have a power steering box. We don't have any power steering hoses. We don't have any hydraulics. There's an electric motor that's going to make your your you give you power steering. And not only is there an electric motor, but we've got sensors on it. I'll give you an example of the sensor. I know a guy personally that was driving a hot rod down a dark road, or a, a, an uninhabited road, and the hot rod got sideways. And when it got sideways, the, the computer in the car knew that the car was traveling sideways at 80 miles an hour. So the computer applied the right rear brake, which brought the nose around, but the computer was watching the steering input so that it could tell where your steering wheel was at. So if you're, if you're going down the road and the passenger car the passenger door is leading the way. It's called a yaw. So if we apply the right rear brake, it brings the nose around straight. Well, we have to be able to look at your steering sensors to make sure that your steering wheel goes the same <laughs> way. Because when your nose is facing left and your tail end is facing right and you're going down the road sideways, you're trying to turn the steering wheel to the right. Well, if I bring the nose around too quick, you're just going to swing to the right. So we're looking at the steering input. And we look at this as, look at all the diagnostic that it takes to fix exactly. that Exactly. Look at the it's sensors. Gone are the days of just, uh, we got a pump that leaks and a hose that leaks. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about codes. And, and because an O2 sensor code means an O2 sensor. 
You know that. I don't know if you know that, but I'm telling you that. And a map okay. sensor means that it's a map sensor, and a wheel sensor means let's replace them all. And if there's an oxygen sensor, then we need to do all of them. And that's from the kids at the auto parts store. And there's an ad just the other day, and now my panties are all wilding up again. <laughs> there's an ad just the other day to bring your car by, and we'll help you fix it. Now, we pay our techs fifty, sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars a year, but this three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store is going to fix your expensive car for, and he's going to, and they're going to tell you which parts it is. We get that all the time. All right. When we come back, we can talk about that, and I'm just going to go into the bathroom and take <laughs> care of myself. Now, I'm Mark Salem. The phone line, if you if you want to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step -step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secure by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 1-800-613-6711 now to to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as little as $500. All from your home with little or no money working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-613-6711 right now to get your free tax lien kit plus two free tickets to a live training event which includes a free meal coming to the Phoenix area. Call 800-613-6711 that's 800-613-6711 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary on the next episode of recipes for disaster so we've got our neighbor paul coming over tonight for a barbecue which is why i prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes to make sure the steaks are extra 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 tender i left them marinating out on the counter overnight just like nana used to maria may mean well but without food safety it never ends well Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select alarm clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot.
Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 23 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and sitting to my left is Ellen Frisbee, and to my right is Bob, her husband, and they own Larry Harker's Auto that's been in business since 1967. So they've come here to help me talk about cars today. But let me tell you real quick about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa, and they've been open since 1970, and that's a common thing with the shops that are on my best car repair shops. Most of us have gray hair and we've been around the block a little bit and uh, we know how to fix cars. But Thompson's Auto Repair has been providing great service to the people in Mesa for a very long time. They have ASC certified technicians and Brian and Thelma are the owners and you only need to meet Brian and Thelma to understand why they're so high on my list. They're good people. They're honest people. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. They've been in Mesa for a very long time, and unfortunately for those of you in Mesa, that's the only shop I recommend. It has nothing to do with how bad the other shops are. It's just that they can't fulfill the requirements of being on my best car repair shops list, which is a Clean Better Business Bureau record as well as five years in the business, and that's really a problem. So with Thompson's, you don't have to worry about it. They've been around since 1970 in Mesa. Again, on Main Street, just east of Stapley, Thompson's Auto Repair. Real quick, I got a couple of callers, but you sh- you man the front counter of the right. shop all the time. Right. So y- you probably have a couple of those auto parts stores around you. Yes. So give me th- give me the conversation as it sounds at the well, car. Well, basically, after they've been to one of the s- the places like that, they said, "Well, I've got the diagnosis from them. They read the codes. They sold me these parts, and it doesn't work. And why does it not work?" And so I go on to say, "Well, what we need to do, they tell you, it's just basically what area." So the codes are, and we need to go into that area, run our test to find out is it not getting, uh, is is it a connection going to the part, is it wire, is it the computer not telling it? We need to run a diagnostic, and I start with our fee for diagnostic. What's the range you give them? We give them, we start with the first level, we call a level, okay. uh, $100, okay. and if we need to go any farther, if you okay two levels, which is $200, then we'll go up to two hours, and then Bob will call you. If you want to stop at the, the first level then we'll stop it at the first level if we have the answers a lot of times we'll find it within the first Mm -hmm. level but if we don't we need to go farther then we will call you and we do the same we're going to tell you it's the first the first you have to plan for 75 to 125 dollars but i only want you to hear 125 dollars right and then we're going to do half an hour increments after that so at half an hour we're the second hour for us is 175 185 which is pretty much the same as you so it's all the same right it's just a matter but but they already have a diagnosis, Alan. Why, why are you t- talking about diagnosis? Know, They've already we, got it. We hear that all the time, but what codes just tell you what area. Our job is to go to that area and find out, is it a part? Is it a connection? Is the commuter not telling it? That's our job. And it's not like you just hook something up and it tells you. Oh, Alan, you just don't know what you're talking about. Bob. <laughs> Bob. Bob, you know what I tell him? What's that? I tell him that the code is the state where the problem is. I got to find the city, the street, the house number. And what he told you was the state. He says, yeah. your problem's in Ohio. So have him go find your code. If he thinks it's in Ohio, have him go find it. Right. So the idea is, is how many times have you seen an O2 sensor code, Bob, that was caused by a plugged fuel filter? Oh, quite often. A lean condition. Oh, yeah. How many lean. times have you fixed an O2 sensor code by fixing a vacuum leak? Oh. How many times have you seen an O2 sensor where they got the wrong O2 sensor in the wrong hole? Oh, yeah. That sure. happens all the time. Or replace the wrong one. Yeah, or yeah, and replace the wrong one. There's four of them underneath there, and they replace the wrong one. 
But they're real happy to share with you that this guy diagnosed it for me. This three-whiskered kid that's not even... I've got underwear older than he does. They're, they're clean, by the way. But I've got <laughs> underwear older than he is. Well, the biggest problem is, is also they say, well, I needed those parts anyway. And I oh. said, well, how many parts would you like me to put on that you're going to need anyway? I, I said, that I, don't work. That hits a hot button with me because I w- I, there are times my shop will install an air filter. The wife will go home and the husband will call and say, I just replaced that air filter. And I said, well, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I put the old one in the box on the passenger side floorboard. You go look at it. If you don't want that air filter, then bring it back. I'll swap them out and I'll give you your money. But, and how come I can't guess with your money, but they do? They yeah. guess with your money, but you're telling me you're going to hold me to a standard that, that you don't hold the carts department to. But I needed it anyway. Oh, I, I, let me put some tires and a timing belt and all that stuff on your because car, too. Because they didn't have to pay for diagnostic time. They yeah. just paid for the part. Well, that doesn't make any difference. Because I needed it anyway is yeah. not a good answer. <laughs> all righty. John, good morning to you. John, how can we help you? Hi, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, I have a 2008 Chevy Silverado half-ton pickup, a two-wheel drive. It's a 5.3-liter uh, V8. Okay. And every once in a while when I, I come to a complete stop, I'll be at a stop sign, and there'll be a alerting. Uh, the first time it happened to me, I thought somebody actually had bumped my rear end, but there was nobody behind me. Okay. I'll and, bet this 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 um, kind of jerk, I bet if you come in really nice and slow, it doesn't happen. And if you come in a little faster, it does. That may be the case because it doesn't happen all the time. So. Okay. What do you think, Bob? We've had a lot of problems with spring wind-up on them. Absolutely. Um, That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. What, what is spring what? Well, we call it spring wind-up. It's where the um, springs in the back, uh, as you're stopping, those twist because uh, your forward motion is, is pulling a bind on them. And as you come to the complete stop, they unwind. It's just like uh, having something with tension spring on it and then pops back into place. And your rear leaf springs um, are, have a separation between them. So what happens is is you stop the front of the drive shaft and the front of the differential drops down to the ground, which winds the, the differential forward. And then when you come to a stop, then it all of a sudden jerks back. And, and the repair can be a lot of things. This can be those trailing arm bushings. It can be something wrong with the springs. A lot of times to diagnose that, what we do is just put a muffler clamp on the, on the spring, spring. Tighten and, them down. and tighten them down. And if it goes away, then we'll deal with it. Or we say to the customer, it's just normal. If you're going to fix it, Bob, what? Oh, you know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, okay. save that thought. And Dave and John, stay right there. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Last week's elections can be viewed as many things. The victory of the outsider over the establishment, an expression of continued economic anxiety, or a statement of frustration about business as usual in Washington, D.C. Above all, we should see the election results as a repudiation of the Obama policy legacy. Exit polling tells a story. Trump voters believed Obamacare has gone too far, the economy's in bad shape, and the country's on the wrong track. And it's not just about Trump. Voters returned GOP majorities to both houses of Congress. Down the stretch, Trump and Republican candidates for Congress argued for limited government, policies to promote economic growth, and the importance of keeping our country safe at home and strong around the world. And the voters endorsed that message. Change is coming to America indeed. I'm Lon He Chen. Protect your wealth with gold and silver from Roslyn Capital. Call 800-299-8200. 800-299-8200. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you about a shop um, in in uh, Phoenix on Bell and I-17 that is also a member of our shop, and that's Kurt's Auto Repair. He's an independent family-owned and operated auto repair facility. He's on the northeast corner of Bell and I-17. He's been around since 1987. He works on domestic and import, both gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technicians. And Jeff, his general manager, and Eric, his lead tech, have impressed me um, from from the get-go. Both of them are very young, very knowledgeable. Neither one of them has gray hair, but they certainly have skills that some of us gray-haired guys have, and that's their ability to understand how a motor works. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Bell and you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest that you stop by Kurtz Auto Repair, northeast corner 
of I-17 and Bell. We were talking to John, and during the break, we also talked about other things, Bob, that John might have on that clunk or that thump when he brings his truck to a stop. Yeah, we don't want to lead you into thinking that's all that's possible because you certainly want to look at uh, transmission mounts, um, mounts that uh, could be causing some of that noise. Um, the, uh, also, we've had some problems on the transmissions of those where they're delaying the downshift and you're coming up to a stop and what you're feeling is it dropping into to first gear. Uh, and, and if you have a, a, a rough downshift, it'll cause that. So a, a thump or a bump. Bump into it. And, mm-hmm. and he could actually check the transmission himself by manually shifting that thing. So as he's coming to, uh, as he's coming to a, a traffic light, he can pull it in. He's going to be in driver overdrive. He can pull it into three. Then he can pull it into two. And, you know, at, at three or four miles an hour, he can pull it into one and then come to a normal stop. And if it goes away and he puts it back in automatic mode, and then there's comes that back, yeah. it comes back then that's a good it doesn't guarantee that it's going to be a, a transmission downshift problem but it could look like that that's part of our diagnostic process right. would it be important if he take cookie out and show you how to do it oh yeah you, the, one of the things you want to do is always take a ride with somebody so that we're all looking for the same thing that's probably uh, the biggest issue is we start looking for something that, uh, oh, that's what we thought it was, and, and we're on the wrong path. So. Or noises. Noises are oh, really noises. terrible about Cause it. Because we, we fix a noise, and it go oh, no, not that that noise. We weren't worried about it. It was the other noise. So. Well, we won't do a noise unless you can show us what the noise is. we got to tell you, the other day we had a guy who had a front-wheel drive GM car, and he had spent literally $1,000 chasing this down with suspension parts and shocks and tie rod ends and all kinds of stuff. So he brought it to the shop. He was a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said to, to Louie and Todd, both of you, I want both of you on this. So they both went for a ride, and he showed them how to make it happen. So then they got to drive. Then they came back, and they opened up the hood, and Todd's inside of it, and he's driving right at Louie. And he slams on the brakes. They're not hard, but... Mm-hmm. And the clunk's there. And so then he backs up and he drives at Louis again. And Louis's running alongside the car. In 10 minutes, you know the cross pieces between the fender and the core support that go over the top of the battery? <laughs> he had changed the battery. Left the bolts loose. And he left the bolts loose. <laughs> so every time you come to a clunk, that, that strut support, that crossover, would clunk. So they tightened it up and they said... Well, each one of us has 20 minutes in this, so we're going to charge you 40 minutes worth of time, and we're going to charge you a dollar to tighten the nut. (laughs) (laughs) Now, compared to what he spent before, and then he said the magic words, well, I needed all that work anyway. So those are the kinds of things that um, we won't even, a noise, we got to hear the noise. Um, Otherwise, you have two choices. Mm -hmm. This is where we get them. We can guess with your money. Or you can wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Right. Those are the two options you got. That's the only two options. Now, notice, not one of the options was, I'm spending my money to fix your problem. You have two. Either wait till it gets worse, or we're going to guess with your money. And we'll guess intelligently, and we won't guess the most expensive, but we'll guess intelligently. Thank you, John, for opening that door. Dave, you're up next. How can we help you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Good. Good. Um, I have two questions for the same vehicle. Okay. Um, I've got a 2015 Silverado. Um, now I'm pretty uh, good on keeping maintenance um, as far as doing the transmission flushes and um, stuff like that. Okay. Um, now since I bought the last 15 model that has the five-year, hundred-thousand-mile powertrain warranty, uh-huh. 
Um, is there a like a hidden um, uh, a hidden like if you have to do the maintenance or no matter regardless will they if in that span time they'll repair any part for free or or do you have to keep up the maintenance? On okay, that? Well, I think I got your question down. Um, you always run the risk of the first of all in the aftermarket warranty company if it's an aftermarket warranty your risk of them trying to get out of your claim is about 90% would you agree I agree yeah. okay number 2 if it's a dealer and a manufacturer it's not anywhere near it's it might even be the reverse it might be 25% 25% of the time they're looking for reason the issue is is you have to go by the maintenance schedule in your owner's manual because if you think that flushing that transmission on your silver and if you do it once a year, that transmission is going to love you and fail, then I'm going to tell you that the transmission is incapable of loving you, and that's not going to ensure it's not going to fail. But if it says in your manual that you should have done it at 80 and you didn't do it at 80 and you have a transmission failure at 96, that's going to be a struggle. Agreed? Right. So it's it's kind of one of those things. Now, the, the aftermarket warning companies, we did a radiator on a car, and they wanted the transmission service records because the cooler is in the radiator. So they voided the warranty because he hadn't done a transmission service when in fact it had nothing to do with the issue. You typically won't find that at the dealership. They're not going to ask you for cooling system receipts if you have an alternator go bad. But the aftermarket warranty companies are famous for that. Mm -hmm. So does that help you? Yeah, yeah. Now, for under, like these, if you want to do your services, do you have to take it to the dealer, or will the if something happens, will another will they accept another um, receipt okay. from another? The answer is yes, but they're not going to accept a handwritten receipt on a piece of paper that came from Walmart. They're going to want to see the date and the miles on your ticket, and they're going to want to see that it's a shop. So you can't take a receipt from Checker Auto showing that you bought four quarts of transmission fluid and a, uh, and a filter and expect that to work for you. Even if it's dated three months ago or a year ago. It's Can I say something? We, yeah. we stamp the book and we mark what we've done and so it's, they know that it's been done at an auto repair shop and they let us do it. I can't even get our customers to bring the book in. Yeah. Uh, so you're, got, you're getting yeah. it out of the glove yeah. box. Or yeah. they're bringing right. it in. Our customers will bring it in. Okay. So. All right. And, and you bring up a great point. At the back of your owner's manual, you can list that. And, and, and like Alan said, have the shop stamp it. But the chances of that happening are slim because most of your 15,000 my or your 15 uh, silver the cooling system is 100k the spark plugs are 100k the transmissions is a, is 100k and i think the belts and hoses are 100k so there's not a lot of maintenance between 0 and probably 80 to 100 right. other than oil changes and rotation of tires how we advise everybody to look at that owner's manual and follow the schedule in that because uh, there's so many of the places that are using their own makeup of schedules and they use the excuse well we're in a, in a dusty climate a hot climate and so on and a certain amount of that applies but uh, we, we've seen it as much as 15,000 miles they want the transmission serviced and you need to, to look at your owner's manual and follow that as a guideline because um, that's what, uh, for warranty purposes, that's what they're going to base it on. And it's real self-serving. When we come back, we're going to talk about that same subject. Thank you very much, Dave. 602-508-0960 is the line that's wide open. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. 
I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't a long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Nurse, I need you to apply pressure to the head wound until I can get to it. I'm concerned she's lost too much blood. Oh, no. You in the corner, who are you? You're not supposed to be here. She's my girlfriend, doctor. You need to wait out in the waiting room. Please, doctor, I want to stay with her. Look, she's been badly injured. So if you want to do what's best for her, you need to let us do our work. Please, doctor, she has to be okay. I didn't mean to do this. I love her. Wait a second. You were the driver? Yes, but I didn't mean to. I swear, we we went to dinner. I, I was just buzzed. I only had a few drinks. Just buzzed? Why didn't you tell us that? In that case, your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. You want to get out of here? I can't believe this. Really, doctor? She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No, not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stack. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted, and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about car repair. To my left is Ellen, and Bob is to my right, and they're both from Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue in Indian School. And, Bob, I've told you before, I think Bob is in the top one or two diagnosticians that I've ever met in my life. Um, You know I've sent business to you from the west side, and I tell them he can find it. I tell them that it's not going to be the five, six, seven hundred dollars $700 worth of diagnostic that you've been told already. 
Um, it's an understanding of the system and stuff. You told me the other day that you had a problem that I've had, and, and that problem was is we had some O2 sensor malfunctions. And typically the car comes in and it's got four brand new O2 sensors on it, right? Correct. So in my case, it, it only had two. It was a Ford truck, and it had the wrong one on one side, and the other side wasn't wasn't working, and we found a ground. So we I use artificially inseminated that circuit, which means I just took a ground off the body and grabbed that circuit, and then it began to talk. I wasn't going to go chase that ground, so I just added a ground to that circuit, and the truck went out the door fine. You've had that same issue. Yeah, uh that seems to be kind of a common problem. Uh, ground circuits are extremely uh, needed on a vehicle anymore because we're not, most cars, we're not talking about 12 volt systems anymore. We're talking about 5 volts, 1 volt. Uh, yeah. And so the ground is a very uh, valuable part of that. So finding it, uh, but we also get into where somebody's done repairs on an engine and left the ground wire off. Yep. And it's amazing how many. Uh, those wires are under a hood anymore. Well, and then you find one end dangling and the other end, it, it, you know where it goes, but you got to find it. Yeah. And if it's underneath the dash, it's even 10 times worse. Yeah. So if you get somebody underneath the dash that forgets the ground, you can chase your tail for a while before you have to take the dash out of the car. Do you think people would even ever come back to us if they could watch us take their dash from side to side and unplug that thing that might have, what, 200 connections? And for us to take the front seat out, take their entire dash out from passenger door to driver's door, and set it on the bench. Well, that's one thing we use a lot of anymore in our shop is we use uh, the cameras. Okay. We're constantly taking pictures of the problem and the so we can show people because it's hard to for a person to visualize. It would be for me to say, okay, well, I had to find this wire and it was in this clump of wires, and how hard it is. Uh, if you've ever seen a dash taken out of a car, it's not an easy and a <laughs> nice project. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. We and have pictures of our mechanic many times doing that, and uh, we hope when he goes home at night he doesn't have a memory problem because <laughs> everything has to go back. Well, not only that is, is I make we have a rule at our shop that your cart has to be clean. So if there's a leftover two or three screws, you got to go oh, back geez. and find out where those are at. Yeah. So the, it it is. It's a very and we don't do pictures of dashboards. We think. I mean, my daughter and my wife will walk downstairs and they'll see a dashboard sitting on a workbench and they'll walk upstairs and say, "Todd's got a dashboard apart." And I'll say, "He's done it before. It's okay." Oh, well, how will we know if he doesn't get it right? We'll know right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> we'll know, and if not within 24 hours, the customer's going to know if we did something wrong. So right. it's not something. So you talked about right before the break. Um, I forgot what you brought up, but it, it, it's one of those things that just eats me alive. Well, w the issue of uh, maintenance programs and oh. when when to do what, and we see it all the time. Uh, ironically, our daughter uh, had taken her new Acura in, and uh, she came back. How many miles were on it? Had 15,000. 15, 15, 15,000 This is a brand new Acura. And they handed her a $500 bill for maintenance. Um, she didn't do it. She's, well, I guess we raised her smart enough to know that she better check it out. But the the answer that they gave her was, well, you're in a warm climate, so you need to do this stuff much sooner. Well, one of the items was a transmission service at 15,000 miles. The owner's manual basically says 100,000 miles. Uh, I can kind of see in our warm climate, yeah, 80,000, 90,000 miles. Let's do it a little bit premature. 
if the fluid condition <clears throat> warranties that. But 15,000 miles just kind of gripes me a little bit. All right, let me tell you what I know. I have been a technical advisor in my past life for Chrysler, Ford, and General Motors. I've arbitrated complaints with them. I've been hired as an expert to determine whether or not the customer has a valid concern. So oftentimes on all, on, on all three of those guys, they'll call me and say, go get a hold of so-and-so, go take a ride with her, and we don't care if you guys have to drive to Flagstaff, we don't care what happens, put the gas in it, but I need you to verify this vibration. I need you to verify this concern. I need you, and if you can fix it, fix it. I get that. The, all of what you said about that owner's manual is flat out bull and you know what. That owner's manual is written for every car, every car, everywhere in the United States. Now, it is true, I-10, the corridor from Florida to Santa Barbara, is the, is the hell part of the United States. There's no question about that. But no one draws that distinction except those that want to create sales. They're going to create sales by telling you, oh, that manual's not written for Arizona. Well, what about Death Valley? What about half eight, Texas is 895 miles wide on Interstate 10. There's places in Texas that are more hellacious than Phoenix. I was in Texas the other day. Do you ever have you ever been bitten by chiggers? No, I don't even know what a chigger is. A chigger is a microscopic bug and it it bites you. The babies do the adults don't. And I looked like I had measles. Oh jeez. And I had bitten been bitten 100 times and I was in some tall grass fixing a generator for a friend of mine as he sat on the patio with a beer in his hand. Oh, I'm in the tall grass. <laughs> and I I have been I've had him for 3 weeks. Oh, but aside from all of that, the idea is is that Arizona doesn't stand out to, to anybody else. The problem I see, the reason why everybody's selling is this. Would you agree that the new cars, and let's go from 2005 and up, they're much better than they've ever been before? Oh, 100%. And the intervals on all the maintenance is better for a couple reasons. Number one, we got double pat platinum spark plugs. We have synthetic oil. We have um, all-terrain, all-use coolant, right? Right. We have all these systems that have much better fluids in them. So... The owner's manual says 100 on the plugs, 100 on the timing belt, 100 on the transmission, 100 on the cooling system. But there is every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there that's selling people stuff that they don't need. And the reason they're doing it is because they're starving to death. Mm. We, it's hard to make a living repairing cars when the first service interval is at 100,000 miles. <laughs> I, I started out in this business. We changed the spark plugs every 12,000 miles. And we did valve jobs every 50 to 70, and the motor never lasted past 100. Right. I'll finish your sentence yeah, for you. Exactly. And, and you're right. On Chevys and Fords and Chryslers and Hondas and Toyotas, we did spark plugs between 12 and 15,000 miles. Those spark plugs were 69 cents. Today, what's a spark plug on some of these expensive twin spark plugged uh, Denso double platinums? Wow. Wave a chicken around your head, and and these last forever. How much yeah, are those? Eighteen twenty dollars a plug, and that might be our cost. Yeah. And so if we sell them for $25 a plug and you've got 16 spark plugs in that thing, we got quite a bit. We saw spark plugs the other day um, at a shop that were $44 a piece. Now, I don't know how we got there, but... I mean, it's out there. So the idea is, wow. There's another thing is where they're putting them today is the labor that they have to pay to change the spark plugs because they we had one in the other day that the one you were talking about that yeah, it was four hours to change the spark. How many plugs? Six spark plugs. Six spark plugs, four hours. Four now, hours. so that we can picture this, the very first thing you're going to have to do is take all the plastic that covers the engine, which makes the engine compartment purdy. Okay, <laughs> so all the cowling comes off. So then, what comes off next? 
Well, and then you got the upper intake manifold or plenum. And, and, and the upper intake is held together by 20 or 30 connections, yeah. and there's hoses all over it, and there's electrical connections all over it, and that has to be on your bench. Yeah, just okay? to get to the plugs. Just yeah. to get to the spark plugs. Then you're going to have to do all the spark plugs. Are these coil over? Most of them are coil okay. over. Okay, yeah. and we're going to do, the coil sits on top of the spark plug, and we're going to do the boot and the spark plug. Right. So then, after we disassemble those spark plugs, now we can't take this. We can't just pull the wire off and take the spark plug out. We have to unscrew the screws that are holding the coil on top of the spark plug. Then we have to get it off and the boot off. Then we pull the spark plug, put the spark plug back in. Then we put a new boot on the coil. We put the coil back on the spark plug and have to put two screws on top of it. And we have to torque them. Right. And then, so, and then you have the customer saying, "Why am I paying so much money for the labor?" Yeah. Well, it's because I tell them this. Um, the spark plugs used to be like earrings on a lady. Easy to get, easy to install, easy to take out. So this is more like an appendix operation. We have to do quite a bit of work. We're going to cut your car open. We're going to take your motor, the top of your motor off to get to those spark plugs, and then we're going to stitch you back together. And there's a risk associated with that because if we don't get the gasket on right, you're going to come back, and we're going to have to do it again. So there's a, there's a, it's four hours. And we talk about hours, but let's just talk about dollars. It's, what, four hours at $125 an hour is 500 bucks. So so it's that kind of a thing. Aren't you glad we don't have to do that every 12,000 miles? Yeah. Aren't they <laughs> glad that we don't have to do that every 12,000? And I've said 100 times before and before, after and after, you need to ask them, what symptom are you going to fix with your suggested repair? What symptom are you going to fix with that upper engine cleaner for $199? What about that engine flush for for $199 or $229? What about that top-end cleaner that you're going to add to my car? What symptom do I have that you're going to fix? Now, how many service riders can answer that? In, in, in the independent market, in the chain market, and in the dealership market, how many service riders can handle that? Now, I'm going to give you A, B, okay? One service rider is going to go, <laughs> then B might be, I'll go find out for you, and, and C is going to be dumbfoundedness. Yeah. That's it. So it's going to be one of those things. But our industry, um, we're going to struggle with the, as they build better cars, how back when we started, wh- how many miles did we do on disc brakes on the front end? I already have oh, a number in my my head. It, we were lucky; it was around twenty thousand. I was going to say fifteen to twenty. <laughs> okay, and then we'd do rear brakes twice what fronts were. Mm-hmm. So if fronts were fifteen, we'd do rears at thirty, and if fronts were twenty, we'd do rears at. Right. Now, I got pickup trucks with 100,000 miles that haven't ever done the front brakes right. yet. Yeah, they've come a long ways on material and yep. uh, uh, how they're designed and what they do. Um, we've got so many sensors that control how they're being applied to. Oh, and that, and you're exactly right. ABS, flushing the, f- the fluid at 100,000 miles. So Bob and Ellen are going to stay with me for the next hour. So the phone lines are open, 602-508-0960. We'll be back in about four minutes. So if you'd like to jump on now, then you only have about a four-minute wait. But we're going to take your calls again, 602-508-0960. And it, it, like I said before, Bob's one of the best diagnosticians. Now, he can't diagnose your car from our radio show, but at least we can give you things to look for and to test yourself. I do need to say uh, my technicians are the ones that really shine in that department, too. Okay. That's our, and that's we, our son-in-law. We're going to give, And we're going to give them the due credit. But I can only do that in the next two seconds, so we'll be back right after okay. this. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.